Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by the iconography of Father Thomas J. Loya. Father Loya's iconography for your prayer and home devotion may be obtained by going to MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com. That's MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com. Then click on the Art and Decorative link and click on Icons in the drop-down or call 630-629-1720. Morningstar Books and Gifts, 28 West St. Charles Street, Lombard, Illinois. Now, your mother and my mother, if they were anything alike, <clears throat> taught us never to say the naughty words, right? The, uh, the F word, the D word, the, the GD word, the other words, all those other words that we're not supposed to say. Well, upon becoming Catholic, I learned that there is another naughty word that we're not supposed to say. It's the E word. Shh. Are you ready? Evangelization. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. The words you just heard, words that perhaps were strange or frightening to some of you, were said by our guest today, Mark Kurowski, who is an evangelizer. Well, there's that word again, Mark. Welcome mm. to Light of the East. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. It's good to be with you. And we're also, of course, here with Katie Gulas. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever, Father Tom. Mm -hmm. Mark, tell us about, first of all, a little bit about your story and about this E-word. Well, I am a former United Methodist minister. I was for 12 years, and I converted to Catholicism in 2002. And since that time, I've been a pastoral associate. I've attended both the uh, Protestant seminary at Duke University and uh, University of St. Mary of the Lake Mundelein Seminary. So... I've been trying to get my credentials and pedigrees so that I can be square with that. But you can't take the uh, missionary and evangelistic spirit out of somebody who came through a tradition, especially uh, where the relationship with uh, Jesus Christ is the most prized and valued thing. Mm -hmm. And, and the interpretation by the church, of course, is, is less stressed than the Protestantism. Mm -hmm. But uh, much like the Eastern Church, the uh, the Protestants share that intimacy mm -hmm. with Christ as a very important hallmark of their of their faith, and I still bring that with me. And the E word that I spoke mm -hmm. about is evangelization, <clears throat> which tends to strike fear and dread in the heart of Catholics and uh, <laughs> and Byzantine Eastern Catholics yes, all over the world. Yes, absolutely. We're definitely afraid of it, even though there's a way we do it, but the way that you're going to tell us and we need to hear about is what scares us. Absolutely. And there's some things that stand in the way of that. Mm -hmm. uh, the things that are big hurdles. One is culture. And I think that Eastern Catholics sometimes uh, suffer from uh, a sense of 
being the uh, being almost like a stepchild when they're not a stepchild. Mm-hmm. They are a full heir to the mm-hmm. uh, of the promises of salvation. And when people come into an Eastern church, it is jarring because it is where heaven meets earth mm-hmm. and where we come together. But it's also something that most PDA carrying, MP3 playing, <laughs> internet surfing Westerners are not used to mm-hmm. having that serenity and they're being smacked in the face by silence if you could if we could <laughs> say it like that. So sometimes I think that Eastern Catholics have a sense of themselves being culturally intimidated because they would think that going out what they have mm-hmm. is not going to be readily accepted mm. by the world around them. Mm-hmm. They think that, that, but there's something that we're going to talk about today that's going to dispel that notion. And in fact, I would say that Eastern Catholics, they, they need to be out there on the forefront of welcoming people because the liturgy, the divine liturgy itself, is something that people need, uh, of course, and it brings a serenity that the world doesn't have. So you have something to offer if you're an Eastern Catholic here in the United States, and I want you, I want to encourage you to be sure to go out and share that gift. So that's the first thing, is, is there's a cultural intimidating factor, and that's an intimidation within the Eastern Catholic to go out, Do is what I've got to share with the world, mm-hmm. is it too different? And the answer I want to tell you that, to that question is it may be different, but it's what the world needs. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you know? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is that people may feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. because uh, we don't talk about our faith much outside the walls mm-hmm. of the church. And even when we do, uh, you know, I lived in Gary, Indiana for a while, and I was as a Protestant pastor, and there's a lot of Protestant uh, churches there, and the African-American community and the expression of their Christianity in that location had a wonderful, wonderful expression. They would say, have a blessed day. You could be at the dry cleaner, you could be (laughs) at the grocery store, you could be anywhere. And they would say, have a blessed day. They carried it with them everywhere (laughs) they went and they put it out there. (laughs) And I think that sometimes we who are uh, of Eastern European descent or uh, are from the East, uh, we have a tendency to hold back (laughs) because we do not want to impose (laughs) ourselves on others, especially in a Western context. And I would love to tell you that there's a remedy for that, <laughs> but there isn't because, and what I, what I want to say is, is that if we love Christ and we say that we love Christ and we understand that he gave absolutely everything for our salvation, why would we hold back the message of the good news that he would wants us to share simply because we feel uncomfortable. I think the question that I have to ask is, don't you think that Christ was just a little bit uncomfortable on the cross as he saved your soul? Now that's a, that's a, I phrase that like a, that's a Protestant question, mm-hmm. but we need, to, we need to ask that question yes. mm-hmm. because I think if we do that then, then Eastern Catholics can be pulled out of their shell because I know one thing when I go to go to the Divine Liturgy, and that is that the people that I see are involved, engaged. Uh, they don't, they're not just mouthing, Lord have mercy, they're, they're pouring their souls out with mm-hmm. it. And that, I think, is a great expression of the affinity, the affection, uh, the, the filius that, uh, that Eastern Catholics have for Christ. So uh, that's what I would say to that second, that second factor. Mm. The third thing I would say is, is that 
most of us as Catholics don't have a concept of what evangelization really is. Mm-hmm. What we think it is is what the Mormons and the Baptists and uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses do, which is uh, knock on the door and they ask that question, are you saved? <laughs> you know, maybe we should say it a little more gusto. Are you saved, brothers <laughs> and sisters? But uh, the, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that the question that we as Catholics ask isn't, are you saved? But did you know that the world has been saved already? <laughs> and so the difference is, is that instead of being about me wanting to sell you uh, an eternal life insurance policy that you can buy if you mm-hmm. sign on the dotted line mm-hmm. and you make the choice and you decide that Jesus is the Savior, your personal Savior, as if he's not the Savior, then that's the key for, for Protestant um, evangelization. For Catholics, on the other hand, it's more of an invitation to people to come back to their family uh, that they didn't know that they had. Mm-hmm. So rather than us approaching it from a sales point of view where we've got a product, we got to go out, we've got to push that product, we got to sell that product, we got got to get people to sign on the dotted line. Instead of that, what we need to do as Catholics is invite our friends and our family members back into our family that they didn't even know that they were a part of. Hmm. So it's a, it's a different mindset because in the first one, it's all about us. Mm-hmm. And what we've got to sell. Right. Okay. The other one is different. It's all about our family member. Mm-hmm. When we go to our family members to bring them back into the fold, we shouldn't be going about it by trying to tell them what we've got for them in terms of like, you know, I've got this product and you need to buy it and you need to do this and you need to do that. The surest thing that will drive family members away is to tell them what they need to do. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, right. I mean, we all have those people in our family. So anyway, uh, when we when we as Catholics go out, then the difference is, is that we're going out and we're going to invite them by saying, how are you? We're going to find out about them. It's, it's kind of like you're inviting them to a family that they always had. Right, right. And they're just you're just making them aware of it. Exactly. And that's actually a very Eastern concept. So we should love this, Mark. Absolutely. Because <laughs> the Eastern concept is, especially with the, the view of the human person, mm-hmm. that we are already, we are images of God. We just have to realize that and, and live and let that unfold. We don't have to add goodness to us. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's just that it's been kind of unrealized and buried. And, and life is about just simply becoming aware of what is already there. Yeah, you know, St. Macarius said in his homilies that, that sin is like a veil mm-hmm. that's been placed over us. Yes. And that, so the Eastern concept, as I understand it, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, the Eastern concept is that upon entering the life mm-hmm. of Christ, the veil is lifted. Exactly. It's like a sore that's been solved, uh, salved, and healed so that we can function like we're like we should function it's like emancipating the person that was is already there was always there beneath the veil and that's exactly what i'm driving at and we can talk about this from an eastern context in this sense and that is that we have become so insular we've become so single-celled uh in fact um i hate to even spring it on everybody but we're going to talk about it i think even more so uh, when we come back, but I think that 
it's going to involve us going out. <laughs> okay? It's going to involve <laughs> us knocking on doors. Well, in that, in that case, I'm out of here, Mark. I got I, <laughs> I, I to take a break. And we'll, we'll be back with our guest, Mark Karowski. I'm Father Thomas Loya here with Katie Goulis on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support in order to keep Light of the East on the air. You can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm here with our guest, Mark Karowski, and of course with Katie Gullis, and of course I'm Father Thomas Law. You're here in Light of the East. Mark, before we get any further, tell us about yourself. Tell listeners about yourself, what you do, where they can get in touch with you, and so on. Well, you can get in touch with me by going to my website, which is myspiritualadvisor.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at, on there, there's uh, you can see all the things I do. I do public speaking. I give uh, retreats and uh, seminars. I also uh, give spiritual direction and... Um, I'm available for any of those things. Every week I post a blog uh, mm-hmm. so that people can, that are a reflection on the lectionary from the Roman church mm-hmm. uh, in the Roman side. And um, that's how you can get a hold of me by going to myspiritualadvisor.com. Very good. Now, speaking of evangelization, Katie, we've got something to, uh, a little technique of evangelization here we want everyone to know about. And so let us know. That's right, Father Evangelize. Tom. We've got some really <laughs> exciting news. Eastern Christian studies are just a click away. Oh. <laughs> the Byzantine Catholic Seminary of St. Cyril and Methodius has inaugurated its first online class, An Introduction to Scripture, and they did this on October 15th. Now, this is the first course for the Certificate in Eastern Christian Studies, and the online certificate program is designed to provide students with a broad general grounding in the religious, historical, and cultural traditions of Eastern Christianity. The curriculum includes eight online courses focusing on liturgy, dogma, history, and scripture. Special attention is paid to the unique study of Eastern and specifically Byzantine Christianity and their place in Western, multicultural, and multi-religious contexts. The cost per course for students seeking a certificate is $500, and courses may be audited for $350. A non-refundable deposit of $50 is required at registration, but will be applied toward the entry fee for those who wish to enroll. Anyone not seeking a certificate may audit any course for personal enrichment. And since we know you're interested, since we know you can't wait to find out where you can get more information, you can contact Dr. Collins at area code 412-321-8383, extension 23, or at scollins at bizcathsem, that's B-Y-Z-C-A-T-H-S-E-M dot E-D-U, or visit BCS's online campus at online.bizcathsem.edu. And you can register now because classes began October 15th. Well, thank you, Katie. See, that's a little bit of evangelization there, Mark, but I think more is needed. And so tell us how. Yes, well, I can tell you exactly. There are two precepts that we want to base our evangelization on. Mm -hmm. One is there are two commandments. The first one is to love the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. 
And the second one is? To love your neighbor. As yourself. As yourself, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so we want to love our neighbors as ourselves. We were living in an insular society. Mm-hmm. People are alone. And increasingly, even with all the mm. resources that are out there, they're feeling more and more like they don't know who to turn to. Mm-hmm. You have to realize, too, in our culture, we have been so pro-business, and I'm not saying I'm against business, but we've been so pro-business that it's been a buyer-beware kind of society that mm-hmm. we've become. And there's a sense of fear amongst us because we don't know who is our friend, who is our brother, who's going to take care of us. And we do have a command that, you know, am I my am I brother's keeper? The answer is Yes, I mm-hmm. am. So with those being the foundational tests and Jesus telling Nathaniel, when Nathaniel said, you know, how can this be? What can, is there anything good in Nazareth? Jesus says, come and see. And that's what we need to do. We need to go out beyond the walls and we need to begin with the people who used to go to our churches. Mm-hmm. That, that usually is an easy transition point. Mm-hmm. And what we're able to do, this is what we did at St. Victor's Parish in Calumet City, Illinois, where I'm the pastoral associate, is that we were able to go to the to the lost sheep of the house of Israel first, mm-hmm. and the people who used to be members or used to attend regularly, and we would go out and we would knock on their doors, and usually we would know them, or there'd be somebody who would know them, and then there was a connection, and it was a little bit less scary to knock on those doors because we knew that they knew what St. Victor's was, who who the people were, and we were able to approach it that way. It also allowed me as the quote-unquote evangelization expert to <laughs> uh, have an easy way to ease people who would not normally evangelize like this or knock on doors do so mm-hmm. because they knew that it was going to be with people that were familiar. Mm-hmm. So that's that was the first strategy. So the second strategy is, is that like we laid the groundwork for in the first segment of the show today, which was we do not want to go to sell something. Mm-hmm. In fact, the key to evangelization is... This, you can tell me what Christ means to you. You can tell me what prayer means to you. You can tell me what going to the divine liturgy and going to mass means to you. That's all that's needed. Hmm. You don't need a catechism. In fact, you don't even need a Bible, although it'd be nice to have one in your back pocket. But what you need to be able to do is to tell people what all of this means to you, mm-hmm. how you cannot live without it, without him, without the church, so mm. that they're not going to ask you, very rarely will they ask you questions on doctrine and theology. Mm-hmm. What they're going to ask you is, is, well, why do you do this? What do you do when you're scared? What do you do when mm-hmm. you're alone? So that's the first thing. So we go and we knock on the door, and when we knock on the door, we ask four questions. Well, first of all, we identify ourselves and say, we're from the St. Victor's Visitation Team. I'm Mark, and this is, and there's usually George or Fred or Bonaventure who go with us, uh, with me. And then what we do is, is they say, okay, (laughs) all right, (laughs) what do you want? You know, is is Mm -hmm. the look that they give us. And we say, we're here on behalf of the church to see how you're doing. Mm -hmm. One woman, that's as far as we got, she stepped out on her porch and she looked at us and she said, you just came out to see how I was doing? And we said, yeah. And she literally sat down on her porch and she began to cry. Hmm. And she said, never in my life did I think I would ever have my church come out to see how I was doing. That's just key. So that's the first thing is that 
that person now has returned to church, hmm. and she is very thankful, but she knows that she has a community of brothers and sisters that went out and reminded her whose family she was in hmm. and brought her back in. You, you reminded her of the family she already was a part of. Exactly. Exactly. So then the next thing we ask is, is there anything that the church can do for the community around you? Mm-hmm. And that means that we have to be ready <laughs> to take those things back to Father, take those things mm-hmm. back to people in the church that we know can make it happen. And if they think there needs to be a food pantry in the church, well, then we need to strongly consider having that. If they think that there needs to be a workshop on um, neighborhood block clubs, which is what we're doing. We're, we have we started a whole new initiative in Calumet City, Illinois, on establishing block clubs, and we've gone ecumenical. We've got all the churches involved now, trying to get the people involved in establishing block clubs, get to know their neighbors. All of that came out of this ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, a, that's, a, that's the second thing that you do. The third thing that we do is we ask, is there anything that the church can do for you? And that's a critical question. I'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last thing we ask, is there anything in your family for which we should pray? And we write all those things down, and when when we come back, we write them in the prayer intention book. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot to tell you that all of this begins before the tabernacle. We we meet, we pray before the tabernacle, we ask for the Lord's blessing, we pray for the people we're about to go see. Then after we go out and we find out all this information, we come back, we distribute it to people in the church that can do something about it. And then the next thing that we do is, is we go back to the tabernacle to meet the Lord and thank him for the day and offer up those prayers. Mm. So... When we began to go out in the neighborhood and see people who were not members of the church, Mm -hmm. after we had done the initial first phase of going to people who were members of the church, it was not a strange idea to to everybody to go do it because they've been doing it for six months. Mm -hmm. And so we knocked on uh, somebody's door and he said, uh, well, it's amazing that you came out here because... I'm $27,000 in arrears on my mortgage. They're getting ready to foreclose me. My my job was, uh, they reduced my salary by 30%. And I stayed on so I could have employment. And he said, but I can't hardly keep up with the payments. And so he said, I think that my mortgage company might be willing to work with me, but I'm not sure. So right then and there, I said, well, can we pray for you? And he said, sure. So I took his hand and we all held hands, which is very... I know Protestant thing to do, but <laughs> but we actually held hands and we began to pray. We said an Our Father. We prayed a Hail Mary. We also prayed for his for some relief to be sent. Well, the next day, on the Monday, uh, Father Doobie, my priest, he received a phone call from the Cook County uh, State's Attorney's Office asking him if there was anybody that was in need of mortgage remediation. They had a program. They're looking for people to reach out. So Father Doobie sent me the email. I printed out the flyer that I went to the church meeting that I had that night, stopped by uh, this person's house. I stuck it in their door. I called them. And he then called me back and said, you know, I now have two bullets in the gun when I only had one. (laughs) But more than that, I never knew that I had a brother who was just across the street the whole time because that's where the church is. (laughs) Hmm. Amazing. It, it is amazing. So It works. 
It does work very much. Thanks for witnessing to it for us, Mark. And we're going to have you on once again for our second class in evangelization in the Eastern Catholic Church. Thank you very much for being on the program today. Again, Mark Karowski. I'm here with Katie Goulis. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Would you like to hear this Light of the East program again? Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya. Or hear Father Loya's companion program, A Body of Truth. Just visit the radio page at byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Or hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. For the first time. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East 14610 Will Cook Road. Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610, Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K, Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God bless you and grant you many happy years. CRI, Catholic Radio International.com.